This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. I want you to know something. That last night I watched the Twins game for a little bit and then I saw it coming. So I avoided watching the end of the game until I saw a text message from you. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. Couldn't help myself. I don't I, blame you. I got home from a barbecue at a friend's house just in time for the twins to... It was 3-2 when I walked in the door. 3-2 mm-hmm. twins. And uh, and they puked up another one, Tom. I'm with you. I like your text. I hate this team. I do. I hate this team. I love this team, which leads me to hate this team because they really suck right now. They're terrible. How frustrating, too, though, like is last night where you walk in a couple of runs. Like yeah. It's, oh, yeah. You know, Again, it's what, by the way. Yeah, it's, but it's one thing to give up homers and hits, and, yeah, that's frustrating, mm-hmm. but you can't find the strike zone. I know. I just I don't understand it. I will never understand it. I thought this team was going to be a lot better than it is. Their middle relief is dreadfully bad, and their clutch hitting also just sucks. It's terrible. Right now, the uh, Boston Red Sox and Toronto Blue Jays have the same record. They are so technically tied for last place in the American League East. They mm-hmm. would both be in first place yeah. in the American League Central. Yeah, the Twins it should be about eight, nine games back. They really should. I, I just they're in a terrible division. We'll see how it how it. But I, I and it, you know how it pains me to talk about my Twins. Like I love the Minnesota Twins, but that team is terrible. Got a lot of talent. But it's just like, do they have kind of an attitude? I've not been in the clubhouse, so I don't know. Do they have a bit of an attitude? I don't know. Like, ordinarily, it's okay, positive. Um, You know, here's my question, though. It always feels like Rocco is, I I, I don't feel like he necessarily does a great job of, of acknowledging or embracing the present. He always wants to move on, you know, like yeah. last night. Yep. Last night, two questions into what the hell is wrong here? You know, you're not doing this. You're not hitting again. Mm, right. Um, you're, At you're home. So, yeah, and you're so reliant on the home run. And Rocco, two questions in, says, I mean, there's no there's no use in talking about this still. You know, we, we should be talking about what's coming up. or what? It's like, that's a bunch of BS, man. It is. You, so. I, I literally, I, I like watching the guy. I never met him, don't know him at all, but I'm getting to the point that, Rocco, you might be the problem. Yeah, I mean, there's that's definitely been talked about. We we talked about it the last couple of years as well. I, yeah. I mean, so in 2019, with the Juice Baseball, they, they of course, at, you know, at that time set the um, single-season home run record, right? And then in 2020, with the shortened pandemic season, they won the division, and of course, in Twins fashion, they lost all the playoff games. Right. Uh, but you know, the last, the last now two plus years, and I know that they're currently in first place, but they've been a disappointment. They've been. Damn. This is disappointing to me. I thought this team was too good to be disappointing. I really did because Jacks had a good year last year. This year, he can't find his ass with both hands. Well, and can you please do something about this? Visual. Yeah. It's a good visual. Good visual. Just like I see you. Him, ah! him lost, just like patting himself down. Like my butt. Like he's looking for a lighter. <laughs> would, would you like bend over to try to do that? <laughs> yeah, I like, guess. What, what's the visual? Like hurt. just grab back. Like, because you can't go like this. No. The actual, so. the actual it, full saying was he couldn't find his ass with both hands and a road map. That was the that was the full saying when I, I was mean, a kid. when you it, add another item into your hands, it does get a little. Cool. Yeah, that is oh, true. You're not yeah. juggling. Yeah. No, it, you're juggling. Is it just like true. a consistency issue with the twins? Because I feel like at times they look like yeah. they could yep. make a run deep playoff run, and then at other times we're in here and you we have to talk you off the ledge, and they're terrible, and the town sucks. Judd, what do you think? I think it's somewhere in between because they they have shown flashes at times where I think we're pretty positive. But as Tom said, you know, the bullpen, the back end of the bullpen is probably okay. But but yeah, again, last yep. night, Lopez gave up the yep. home run, yep. and he's now starting to struggle. It doesn't help that the that one of the guys that the Twins included in the trade with Baltimore to get Lopez, Cano, has become yeah. one of the most dominant 
relievers in baseball in Baltimore. Oh, God. That's usually how it works. Players leave here, <laughs> and then they just go <laughs> yeah. shine. And That's are the Twins true. still notorious for not letting their starters go deep into games? So wouldn't that, if yeah, you know, starters playing well, yeah. let them go a little bit deeper to kind of take some pressure off the bullpen? That's changed a lot. No, they, they actually – that's the problem. They are – Rocco and crew are allowing the starters to go much deeper in, into games. And so the bullpen's not really taxed. That's what's weird about it. Like a year ago, we came up with all types of excuses for the bullpen because we said, well, they're taking out the starters, you know, after four or five. How, how are these guys supposed to compete? They're tired, blah, blah, blah. Well, this year – for the most part, I believe the last time I saw it, the stat is this: the twin starters are a lot are going the deepest into games of any starting staff in baseball. There you Damn. go. So how do you explain? Uh, but I mean, yeah. then you just got to make some changes with the bullpen, don't you? Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. It's it's time to make some moves because this is getting worse, not better. Yep. I am. I'm not sure about you, but I am just so tired. I was th- thinking about this last night as I saw the. Vegas Golden Knights hockey team, who have been in existence for six years and are about to make the Stanley Cup for the second time, I am so damn tired of losing and not being included in the fun. Yeah, You know, yep. hockey playoffs come, conference finals right now. Do you know what this town, or, or dare I say it, as stupid as it's going to sound like the Wolves, do you know how much fun it would be right now to have teams in a conference final just once in a while? Or like with the Twins, Tom, if they get to the playoffs, we've got no faith because they've lost 18 consecutive playoff games. Right, 18 you know? consecutive. Yep. No, you're you're 100% right. I, I, I wish we could do something about this. I don't know what the hell to tell you, though. I really don't. I don't either. All right, we better take a break here just, just to turn down the heat a little bit. <laughs> I'm a bear of bad news. I feel like I joined the show and I brought I brought it to a screeching halt no, because of I, this depressing Minnesota sports scene. I got so pissed off last. They had that game in their pocket and pissed it away. It, that drives me insane. It does. It drives me crazy. Amen. We'll be right back in just a couple minutes. Right after this, Tom for Power Lodge and Miller Marina Marriage of Throttle Therapy between fun on the land and of course fun on the water. Pick your power and head to the lodge. Power Lodge. Their locations are in Brainerd, Onamia, Ramsey, and Miller Marine in St. Cloud. Oh, and now through Memorial Saturday, uh, May 27th, right around the corner, you can find the boat or pontoon that's just right for you and your next Remember When. Remember When. Love that song. Family Moment, Bennington, Smokercraft, Starcraft, Power Lodge, and Miller Marine as the brands you can trust to deliver fun. Stop into Miller Marine or any Power Lodge location. Check out the huge inventory of New Bennington pontoons with more than 300 New Benningtons to choose from. That's phenomenal. When are we going over there, Britt? Britt? You, I am available. We got to get it done. I need some therapy. Floating around in a pontoon watching you have a fit. Throttle therapy. (laughs) Huge savings on remaining new 2022 boats and pontoons in stock at Miller Marine in St. Cloud. Every Power Lodge location, of course. Miller Marine and Power Lodge locations are open through this Saturday and closed on Sunday and Memorial Day, of course, on Monday. So come on in by Saturday to pick your pontoon, hook it up, and deliver it home. Just drive it home for the on the water before the holiday weekend is over experience. Head to PowerLodge.com or MillerMarine.com because it all starts at the Lodge Power Lodge. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. If you've been hurt in a car collision, it's traumatic enough. You don't need to waste time and energy on the legal stuff. Think of us as a partner who will guide you through the process. First off, you need to recover, but part of that is getting the compensation you deserve. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we'll work hard so you can get the rest you need during the trying months after a personal injury. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we understand how important it is to make our clients comfortable. So we build each client relationship on the pillars of honesty and transparency. Don't miss out on what's rightfully yours. We'll go to bat for you. For your free case consultation, please visit minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That's minnesotapersonalinjury.com. I'm Mike Bryan. I hope you're never injured in a collision. But if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to Bradshaw and Bryant. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching MyPillow 2.0. 
When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with the brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. Say goodbye to tossing and turning and flipping your pillow over in the middle of the night. And more great news on the MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free offer with promo code TOM. MyPillow 2.0, with its temperature-regulating technology, is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to receive the MyPillow 2.0 buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Promo code TOM or call 800-516-5146 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. All right, things change a lot, and not, it's hard to be consistent. Judd, tell me how you are keeping consistent with Livia. That is exactly right. I, I am, and that is thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. How would you like to lose, folks, let's say 15 pounds by the 4th of July? That's exactly right. I said it, and not only that, but keep that weight off. That's what's possible with their doctor-recommended program. And if you join today, you're going to receive three months for free. Yep, three months for free. You're going to feel great, look great. And as Brittany said, it's going to remain consistent because you're going to keep the weight off. Get some already now by calling 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A-LIVIA.COM. L-I-V-E-A.COM is your ticket to weight loss. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. The only thing I do love, I have a screen in front of me that shows all five of us on camera. And as I'm looking at the screen, three of the five of us were bobbing our heads to that song. You got to lose control. You've got to. You've got to, baby. You've got to. You have to. You have to. It's all true. There's no question about it. So, okay, Ixnay with the ins toy. I've had enough of them. God, they're (laughs) pissing me off. (laughs) Does anything get you worked up as the twins right now? No, uh, I have no control. Of, let me what? get the list out. Let, yeah. Oh, so, well, I want to hear the list. Nothing I but support. Brittany's got for sure. Got nothing but support. That's all I know. Yo, you're right. What? Only thing that gets your heart rate up is twins. She says as she eye rolls. What else gets my heart rate up? You don't know what you're talking about. So there you go, right there. I've seen people actually do that for real. They're being criticized for something. They go, stop criticizing me. I don't lose my... I know. Settle down, for Christ's sake. I just think we have to have a new narrative during a fight where they say, calm down, and you're only... And I've done this as well. I am calm! (laughs) Oh, Oh, in in a spousal exchange like that, the worst... I found the worst thing that you could possibly say is... You need to calm down. Oh, yeah. Oh, you don't want to say that. I know. Never no. ended well for Judd. No, you might as well just grab your blanket and your pillow and go lay on the couch like that. It's just funny because, like, even when I, if I just accept it and go and you, somebody says, you need to calm down or calm down, I, the answer should just be, no, no, I don't. But instead, you just want to rough, like, completely hit the opposite as you're screaming. So I don't know. There's no winning. I have a question for you. Is there a, is there a tell at your house? Because we have a tell at my house. When I get off, a little off base with yeah. the, with turtle dove. What is? She, oh yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> she literally stares at me. I I have seen that go down, <laughs> and it yes, is amazing. Have. She just stares at me. It's like, and it's like there's upstairs? a little like she's got like a little like open mouth like. Oh yeah. You know, like oh, uh, yeah. really. There it is, right there. And it, it just kind of we all just act. We just go, what are we doing, Tom? You better act right. Right. I would be terrified of Catherine to see <laughs> oh, her angry. Believe like, me, you don't want to see her not. angry. It's not the pretty sight. There's no question. Well, she's a bohunk for Christ's sake. She's a, a gypsy. A bohunk. Bohemian. Oh, okay. Bohunk. Sure. That's... I did. I always thought that meant like strong guy. Bohunk. Like, yeah, like a, a bow hunter. hunter. Yeah. Like, like a, bo- a boy. A boy hunk. Yeah, like something about it I thought was like a bohunk, like a big, strong. It sounds like what you would type. call like Jason Momoa. Yeah, he's a bohunk. Yeah, he would yeah. say he was a bohunk. I'd, I'd go, like, yeah, yeah absolutely. And then go. <laughs> you know what I loved about that so much? When her mother, Betty, got angry, she'd start speaking that uh, bohunk language, the bohe- she'd start mm-hmm. speaking bohemian. 
honest to God, it was like, are you talking backwards? That's so <laughs> what funny. What the hell language is that? Like, what the hell? Are you talking What the hell language is that? Doesn't it sound like you're talking backwards? It sounds like, you know, when they'd be like, if you play this record in reverse, right, the Beatles, right. it's the Saint yeah. worship, and you go, Paul's dead. John exactly. said, Paul, I buried Paul. I buried Paul. That's exactly right. My God, I missed that band. Son of a bitch. That's all I have to say. Now, I didn't watch the, uh, was, was it the um, Disney streaming platform that, that did the massive documentary on Let It Be, right? Yeah. They basically oh, yeah, went yeah. back and found all that. I've got to see that at some point because it sounded fantastic. It is one of the most amazing things that ever happened, and it just happened when I was 11 years old, so I was very, very lucky that the Beatles broke when I was either 10 or 11, some, somewhere in there. So I've had the Beatles my entire adult life, and you know, all of my teen years and my adult life. It's just been, what a gift that's been, you know? Uh, a good friend of mine, Dean Del Rey, who is uh, Bill Burr's opener. I don't oh, know if you've sure. ever seen mm-hmm. Bill. He's great, but Dean is his opener. He does this bit about that Beatles documentary. And he says, you know, I want to go back to a time when you could argue like the Beatles. <laughs> because in that yeah. documentary, yeah. Paul McCartney looks over at, uh, at George and goes, you're not playing the song right. I know. And George goes, well, how do you want me to play it? And he goes, I don't know. And George's response is, <laughs> Well, maybe I'll just quit the band. And then he just quit. Like, that was the end of it. That's how people argued back in the day. It wasn't like, you douche canoe, you suck, your mom's fat. Like, none of that stuff. It was like, okay, we have differences. I guess I'll just move on with my life. Hey, man, no mamas. Right? Yeah. No No, no mamas. mamas. No mamas. Yeah. Yep. Calling somebody's mother Shit. fat to get you killed, man. There's no doubt about that. I know, but is she fat? I'm just well, yeah, that's the problem. You know. Just stating facts. Well, Paul's mom died when Paul was like what twelve, so he he probably wouldn't have t- taken that that well. But I guess Paul was a massive pain in the ass as well. So. That's what I hear. Yeah, I talked to him one time. I was supposed to interview him, and it found out I, I found out I had to pick Andy up from school, so I canceled the interview. And I guess Paul did not take it well. The fact that I'd rather pick my son up from school and take him home safely than talk to him. Well, yeah, I mean, he's probably used to being just worshipped as oh, a, yeah. oh, we'll work around your schedule. And then he's like, who the F is this guy? And long-term wise, you made a mistake because you obviously could have had a closer relationship with Paul than... I don't know. I didn't make a mistake. I'm, I'm just, just saying he <laughs> made a mistake. <laughs> I'm just joking, saying, of look, course your priorities were You could have picked right Andy spot. up from school any day of the week. Yeah, yeah. come on, Let me put it Tom. this way, Paul. I adore you, but not as much as my son. So sorry, you're in second place today. Just how it is. Being in second yeah. to Andy is not a bad place to be. No, I'd be pumped to be in second to Jude in your life. Judy. So. That's a hell of a story for Andy to tell. Like, yeah, my dad blew off the Beatles for... I, I, hope, I hope Andy hears me. this and just loses his mind. He's like, what the hell are you I doing? Know. Why <laughs> you do that? Are you going to hang out with McCartney? Christ, he's not Ringo. He's Paul. Listen, I, I can Boy, go I sit in the Ringo. cafeteria for a little bit. That Ringo story still one of my favorites. Talking to Ringo over at the queue. The line went dead. He was in London. We were, of course, in Minneapolis. Line yeah. went dead. Calls back on the request line. That's <laughs> Isn't that wow. just, That's yeah. so cool. Ringo called back on the request line. I will never forget. I will never work that hard to get back in touch with people. No. Ever. No. And I am by... I should, because I am no Ringo, um, but I would never... I don't know if this story was debunked, but while Paul McCartney and John Lennon were being interviewed one time, uh, the reporter goes, what do you guys say to the reports that Ringo Starr is the best drummer in the world? And they looked at each other, and Paul McCartney said, Ringo's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that, yeah. Because he thought he was. so funny. Yeah, Paul thought he was the best drummer in the Beatles. That's That's so funny. Paul is one hell of a talent. There's no doubt about that. You can't take it. Well, for any of the four of them. Mm -hmm. What a perfect band that was. But lots of fun growing up with them constantly on the radio, I'll tell you that. Just seeing, like, the whole – because back then, obviously, it was before social media, and seeing, like, just the waves of people anytime they went anywhere is just remarkable. Could you imagine if they had social media – at that time as well, like it would have oh, been Jesus. unlike anything we've ever seen. It's so funny because when they when the Beatles played Met Stadium back in the old day, 1965, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. My son-in-law Dan's father was one of the security people in uh, at that show, and you know how they got them out of the stadium because they had surrounded the stadium with people, mm-hmm. so they couldn't get out. Right. Mm-hmm. Very very cool. They rolled in uh, like ten big laundry baskets. 
they put a beetle in every other one and covered them up with towels. So they just rolled them right past the people, and people had no idea the beetles were in the wow. were in the. That is how insane. great is that? That's huh? so crazy. Think about asking them though. Like you, you come up with that plan, and, and you're like, John, Paul, George, <laughs> hear me out. Rico, here's here's how we're gonna get you out. Like, would Taylor Swift now? On <laughs> well, that's what's so funny. Hey, Tay Tay, we're going to put you in a laundry basket. Right, we're going to put some right. towels on you. We're going to go right past all of these people, and it's going to be yep. great. It, it makes a great story if it works, but if it one of it. them pokes their head yeah. out, and yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, we prob- it's over for everybody. That would that's not have been good. So, no. So that's funny you say that uh, about Taylor Swift, because I guess uh, – uh, there's all these theories about how she's getting in the building, and a lot of them um, they see a security guard walking with like a big box that looks like it's just like set. That'll do and it. And they're claiming that I, we think that that's how she's getting in the building because she's having so much trouble with. Oh, I'm uh, sure, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm with Kevin. I, the idea, the risk that you're taking that someone's like, hey, <laughs> that that towel move. Yep. Ah! Yeah, because if the towel moved, you're screwed. Oh, and because yeah. also right. the it. People have like stolen lesser things. They're like, oh, totally. that might be a to- towel that the Beatles touched. Let me grab that. And now I look yep. under it and, oh, look at this. Yep. Oh my God. I'm that holding Paul McCartney's hand. <laughs> I used to have a piece of Beatle memorabilia, but I don't know whatever happened to it. I can't remember what it was either. It was something. Because obviously you treasured it very much. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a big collector. I'm I don't, not either. I don't collect a lot. A lot no. of people love collecting. I got my a grant over at my talk. I always give him a hard time because that guy's got rooms and rooms of like, Cole- you know, memorabilia. And sometimes I go, you know, that's just like junk somebody's going to go through at some point in your life. And he just loves all the little things. And he's such a nice guy. So it's fun to like poke at him where I'm mm-hmm. like, he's like, I kept that. And then I kept this and don't worry. I'm like, you're a hoarder. <laughs> but then you hear stories like that. And there's like one random piece of memorabilia that's worth like $2 million. It's yeah. always thing, like yeah. gamblers, though. You don't hear about all the losses. That's true. The only that's the true. one time they yeah, went big and they made true. 40 bucks off something. Right. That is very, very true. No question about it. So we've avoided talking about the Inns Tway. We talked about the Beatles, which is a good mm-hmm. thing. Made everybody much happier. So, Tom, I, I got the question for, for you going back to the Beatles topic, though. How cool, because I've always thought to myself that despite the turbulence at the times, one of the coolest decades to grow up in, as you did, would have been the 60s. Oh, God, yeah. The 60s, yeah. I mean, it seemed like I, there was a lot that probably was not fun. But between what you just said, pop culture, rock and roll really starting, um, mm-hmm. sports were sports were very different in the fact that I think that they were more accessible. Um, I'm just curious what what that was like, because the 70s I could probably pass on, and I recall the end of them, but the 60s seemed like they would have been great. Until 67, yes. Mm-hmm. 1967, my neighborhood burned to the ground. Or was that 69? I think the first fires were set oh, in 67, right. okay. but I think they burned North Minneapolis to the ground, and I think that was 68 or 69. Something like that, because that used to be all businesses up and down Plymouth Avenue, where all that, where all those houses, the the, the uh, what do they call it? Like they're kind of like townhouses, but they're all gathered together. Those mm-hmm. used to be all businesses. There were there were, you know, drug stores and grocery stores and men's clothing stores, and there was a car dealership on Plymouth Avenue. They burned the whole thing right to the ground. Something happened. Like what um, was there just the, random? Once Martin Luther King was assassinated, oh, okay. it changed everything. Which, you know, uh, it, Martin Luther King would not have wanted that. That's the thing that amazed me about it. But it just, yeah, it, it, the early 60s, because I got the Minnesota Twins in 1961 when I was nine years old, uh, and then you roll through with all the, the, the rolling stuff. The music world was brilliant. I really admired Martin Luther King Jr. I thought he was wonderful. So when I found out he had been murdered, uh, that was very tough, but then, yeah, 67, 68, 69 was not pleasant, I will tell you that. Oh, that's why I tested out of high school early, too, one of the reasons. I tested out of high school in 67 because I didn't want to go back to high school anymore. Plus, the fact, really? they were teaching the same things I already learned four years earlier, you know? Wow. So you, you tested out at, at uh, what age? 16. Oh, my God. Wow. It was not a tough test. Let me put it that <laughs> yeah, way. Well, I guarantee you. Sign here. Don't make it sound like I, 
I solved all the problems in the world. Well, no, I, I know two plus two. I got that. Yeah, my buddy Joe is a big dumb dumb in school, but he's very good mechanically. So finally, oh, sure. when he was like had just turned sixteen, his mom was like, "This is stupid. Let's just get." You. They signed yeah. him out of high school, and he went yep. over to the tech school. And, and t- you know, two and a half years later, he was making fifty thousand dollars a year working on big rigs out in the mines. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's it does happen to certain people, and it, it was just, and I think it was very easy to do because it was such an unsettled time. It mm-hmm. was lots of violence, lot fires everywhere. It was just odd. I mean, it was a, it was a very weird. And then I, I believe it was either sixty seven, sixty eight. Also, a tornado hit North Minneapolis. That was wonderful. Oh, that's like, not great. What a great time to be alive! <laughs> My God. Well, there was another one that ripped through there. That was like mid two thousand. Yeah, two thousand eight yep. or nine or something right like that. Right down yeah. Plymouth Avenue. Mm. Yeah, I remember those houses. A lot of them got destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, you know, look, I loved growing up in North Minneapolis. I, I I know I talk about it all the time, but it's because I loved it so much. It was, and I just would love to hear how it is that all of us in North Minneapolis got along as well as we did. Yes, there were murders and things like that because it was a very poor community. But the people themselves, the Jews, the black people and the Catholics, we got along great. I don't know when the hell this other stuff all happened in your neighborhoods, but you know, her fault. I was going to say my cul-de-sac has really screwed things up and Your we're working on it. a disaster. We are. would like to take accountability for the mistakes we've You made. should. There's no question. Oh, God, Judd, you gotta go. Um, no, I'm, I'm fine. It's Wednesday. Keep in mind. Well, oh, that's Wednesday. right. It's Wednesday. You get to stay till oh, 40. Yeah, yeah I, I get to stay. Exactly right. Honest to God. Because we got, oh, you know what we should do in any case. This huh. is great. Because Brad Blanks is going to be on. You ever, talk, you ever been on the air with Brad Blanks? I don't think so, no. Oh, oh it's, it's wonderful. And I saw the uh, video of him in Adam Sandler. Isn't that phenomenal? 10 out of 10. The, the look great. on his face of like, oh, my <laughs> oh God. Oh, my God. He just, you know the story, just walked up. No. Uh, Brad Blanks has been my Hollywood reporter for, God, 20 years now. Yeah, at least. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad is an Australian boy, and he's six foot six. He's a very tall, very broad-shouldered guy. Do yourself a favor while we're still on while you're still on the show, go on your computer and watch Brad Blanks and uh, it was Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston, Adam Sandler, and Adam Sandler. Watch that video. It's only a few minutes long, but okay. when Jennifer Aniston, because Brad's on his knees interviewing them, and she says, "Why don't you just stand up?" And he stands up, and the sound that Adam Sandler makes, because he's at least a foot taller than Adam Sandler. And he, because he tries to also like explain, like, no, I'm not going to stand up. Right. Like, he here's does. why. And then they're like, no, 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 just I will stand up. I the right. sun. And then a shadow is just cast upon everybody, and, and Adam Sandler freaks Jennifer out. Jennifer looks terrified, and Adam just goes, like, this, like, just complete, like, like, ah! It was so. And then there's like this big uh, umbrella y kind of tiki hut like thing over him. He goes, Why don't you put on your hat? It was so. <laughs> put your hat on and get out of here. Yeah, it was oh, so. You, Judd, funny. you got to see the video. I'll it's watch just, it. it broke worldwide after we brought it up, mm-hmm. apparently. Worldwide, it blew up. Yeah, actually, it's funny. It, I've seen that, you know, years ago because yeah. it's not that new. But then all of a sudden, it showed up on my For You page. Under like another news source, yeah, like they had uh, credited him and given him whatever, yeah, and yep. and bought the rights to or you know bought, bought where they. I, I go, that's how you know it's blowing up. It was showed up on another source. Do you guys ever been through that where somebody you meet somebody and they stand up and it's like holy Christ. I didn't realize Chris Eggert was as tall as he was until the day he came in. He was that was like the first six, time. Four, I, yeah. I was like, whoa. Tallest guy I ever met was, I can't even remember what I, I was in Chicago, but I don't remember where I was. But he was, uh, I believe he was an NBA player. I, that's what they told me anyway. But I'm talking to this guy because he's a friend of a friend, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I'm standing there, and at the time, because I lost like an inch of height. I'm six feet tall now instead of six one like I used to be. But I'm standing there, six foot one, and I'm, yeah, so what do you think of this? He stands up seven foot four. Jeez. He made oh me God. look like one of the lollipop guild, for Christ's sake. You said, we represent Brad, the lollipop? We're, we're talking singing. We're talking about your famous uh, famous video <laughs> that you're in. Yes. Uh, Tom, it's been a while to, what, four weeks since that crazy video. Crazy. Like, that thing just and blew it went vi- up again. It went, went viral again last week. It did. <laughs> Yeah. Judd, you got to watch it while Brad's. I got to watch this. Yeah, you got to watch. So, what, I, what would he look up, Brad, on his computer? Uh, if, if, yeah, if, uh, go to my Instagram. 
Uh, I'll, find, Brad I'll Blanks. send it to him. How about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're gonna send it to him. Even better. Yeah. And oh um, and I, like, and I had this lovely woman come up to me, like on red carpets now. People look at me strangely. Strangely, you know, my place of work, where I stand there with all the other, you know, goofballs there waiting for an interview. Um, yeah, this one lovely red carpet reporter, young lady, came up to me and she goes, "Oh my goodness, you were just so polite in that interview to Jennifer Aniston." You know, because, <laughs> and I went. What do you mean? She goes, well, you were really polite. Like, you didn't want to get in the way of anyone else's camera. Yeah. And I went, oh, yeah. oh well, yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, all right, I'll take that. Yeah, <laughs> being polite. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad compliment for being polite. But, uh, yeah, it's one of those weird moments, Tom. And you picked it early back uh, 11 years ago when it happened. You know, uh, and then, I um, loved and then it, it. Yeah, yeah. Then it, it, it took 11 years for something to go viral. Who would have thought, hey? And you know, it, like, and uh, and it just yeah, happened that we were talking about it on this show like two months ago, and then the thing right. just blew up around the world. Like God, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, we, yeah, you get to see a big idiot like myself stand up in front of um, Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston, and yeah, what a moment! Oh but no, it's good. One, one thing for it's Judd, good. you should turn the volume up. You got to hear what they're saying. To, to okay. watch it without volume, you got to watch the whole thing with volume because okay. Adam Sandler almost has a heart attack. Yeah, you almost kill Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would have been well, a hilarious story. Yeah, Brad Blanks it's kills like, Adam Sandler. Well, let's say it's like uh, it's, we, we've, we're analyzing it like the Zapruder film now. Like I know, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> what are the like, major themes we're true. seeing in this uh, video? Yes. Yeah, and well, the thing. The thing was, when I was crouching on the ground, when I was on on my knees, I'd actually done a few interviews in the lead up to that interview where there was a media scrum and I'm like, well, I'm not going to get anything good, so I may as well get on my knees and see what happens. And I did it it like a... I, I reckon a few months earlier to Oliver Stone at the... You know, when they did that next uh, Wall Street movie, you had Shia LaBeouf in it and uh, Michael Douglas. Anyway, I got on my knees there and I think I was interviewing Oliver Stone's crutch. And I thought this would be pretty funny if people could actually see me interviewing Oliver Stone's, you know, groinal region. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was laughing to myself. <laughs> Not very good radio, obviously. Um <laughs> But I, uh, I thought, oh, I've got something here on my knees, uh, you know, doing interviews. And that's when I was on my knees with Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler up there. And I thought, if she bites at this, I've got something funny. Something oh, yeah. funny's going to oh, happen. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and so I'm sitting there like, please bite. And, and she bit. Like, and it's very rare for a celebrity to talk to someone else as a human. You know, right. Like in, that, right. in that environment. And she said, what are you doing down there? What are you doing? Stand up. Stand up. And I remember I got a little smile on my face and I said, here we go, big boy. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, time to shine. Yeah, here we baby. go, yeah, big time to shine. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I talk to myself a lot, Brittany. Yeah, I talk to myself I love, a lot. Yeah. I love that your narrative in your head is big boy. Yeah, right? <laughs> and I still remember the narrative 11 years later. And, and you know, because we're in this radio business, you want bits to work. And, yeah. and, you, and the best thing about a bit is, this doesn't look like a bit. It, it's no. everything. No, God no. It's yeah. And and I I said, well, I'm gonna st- when I stand up here, I'm gonna get on my tippy toes, and when I rise, I'm gonna rise like those black and white Dracula movies that uh, my grandparents maybe watched when I was a little boy. And I rose <laughs> like Dracula. I, you and did. I remember the feeling. I do remember. I had it was very consistent rise, and I got to about <laughs> seven foot. You know, and that's where the fear kicked in. And um. I got big shoulders anyway, Wonderful. and I was, you know, I was, I'm a bit chubby, and it just scared the shit out of. Uh, um, <laughs> it did it. Did you watch it, Judd? I I just started it, but I I have not. I I will watch it though as soon as we get done. So and, and Brad, oh god, it's Brad, because obviously you still are a Hollywood reporter, and I'm sure you've come across those two. <laughs> Do they still like remember you and like have a laugh or say anything to you? No, or not really. They, they don't. don't? Yeah, it's, oh yeah, no, no. Like I don't know now if like like if if, if you're in a, if, if no matter how famous you are, if you're in a viral video that's got about 15 million views, you'd think your publisher would go. Wow, this is blowing up. When did this happen? Yeah. And show Adam yep. or show Jennifer. So maybe next time. But I actually, I, 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 Tom, I'll tell you what, next time I'm on with you, I'll, I'll play some audio where I actually showed Jennifer Aniston this bit. And, um, it, and she didn't really pick up on what was going on. Really? You know, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, and, it, and, it, and it was around, um, what's the Apple show that they have? You know, the, the, the one that's based uh, on the Today Show. 
Oh yeah, the morning, morning show. show. The morning, the morning show. show. There you go. Yeah, and it was for the junket of that, and there was that was a bit. The junket was a bit controversial because they they re, they released the, the day of that junket. I think Matt Lauer, um, a book came out against Matt Lauer like the week before, so everyone was a little bit you know fractious. So oh, sure. they weren't. They weren't real good when I'm, I'm sitting there trying to be goofy and they got a TV show about you know uh, sexual harassment in the workplace and here's this big idiot coming in going, hey, Jen. <laughs> oh, can you remember when I scared you? you know, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, And I love how you call me Hollywood reporter. Yes, I interview Hollywood people, but I'm no reporter. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to have a pub chat with these uh, famous people because I – you know, secretly love them. You know, that's sort of my thing. So, you know, uh, not much journalistic integrity here. Oh, don't right, sell Tom? yourself short. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, what are you talking about? Uh, what, time, <laughs> Judd, what time do you have to go? Do you, what time do you have right to go? Right now, actually. Oh, you yeah. do? Okay, I wanted to make yep. sure. We'll take a break. But, uh, but Judd, uh, you got you to gotta come back on whenever, as soon as you possibly can and tell us what you thought of that video. Because okay. it's phenomenal. All I right. definitely will. Okay, Pally. I definitely will. Take care. Thanks a lot, you too. We'll See you, Brad. Care. Bye-bye. See you, mate. Very quick break. Be right back. The Brad Blanks Report is up <laughs> next. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Hi, this is Tom Bernard. If you've been listening, you know I'm a fan of Nissan vehicles. I own an Altima. My son and daughter-in-law both own Nissans, and we bought them all at Walzer Nissan stores here in the metro. They hang their hats in Burnsville, Wyzetta, and Coon Rapids. So why is Walzer different than other Nissan stores? And why should you absolutely go there this month? Tell them I personally sent you to lease or buy your next vehicle. First, there's Walzer Care, a complimentary powertrain warranty that will keep you covered for miles to come for free at Walzer Nissan. This month, you can score 0% financing for up to 60 months on select Nissans, or you can lease the 2023 Nissan Pathfinder S for only $269 a month. You'll need to tell them you want the Tommy B deal, of course. That's understood. So not just Nissan, but Walzer Nissan, Burnsville, Wyzetta, and Coon Rapids. Don't forget to let them know the Tom Bernard family sent you and ask for the Tommy B deal. Go to walzer.com and select the Walzer Nissan store nearest you. Two sixty nine per month for twenty four months. Ten thousand miles per year. Fifty nine hundred. Do it signing. Vin PC two six one seven two five. Hey folks, Judd Zolgad here, and you know the unofficial start of summer is just two weeks away. You could lose up to ten pounds by Memorial Day with Livia's doctor recommended program. Look and feel your best with the weight loss program voted number one in Minnesota. Receive personalized and guided support from Livia's team of experts. Join today and receive three months free. What are you waiting for? Get summer ready with Livia. Call today, 855-GO-LIVIA or visit Livia.com. You know, I lost 40 pounds more than a year ago now with the help of my friends from Livia. And here's the most important thing. Their nutritionists and dietitians also help you keep the weight off. We've all lost weight before. The question is, can you keep the weight off? And with Livia, their program, the answer is most definitely start your success today and get summer ready. Call 855-GO-LIVIA or visit Livia.com. That's L-I-V-E-A.com. Join now and receive three months free. That's right. Call now, 855-GO-LIVIA or visit Livia.com and receive three months free Come to Livia to experience life-changing weight loss. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. I was very negative, I thought. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Brad goes, yes, I think so. There's no doubt about it. But you are rejuvenated and you have a big smile on your face. And I you've do. got, you know, Wonderful people with you on air, and it's um, yeah, well, it sounds great. Well, oh, don't go well, see too highly. Yeah. <laughs> In any case, no, I, I, 
I, like I said, I met with a new advertiser yesterday. I did a speech on, on uh, Monday night for three uh, kids that got uh, scholarships to go to college. They were really great out of Greenhaven Golf Course. I, everybody I run into, they, they say one thing. That show you're on is getting better every day. Not that that means it really sucked at the beginning. <laughs> right. Because it might mean. It started out terrible. But you know what? You guys are getting there. It's still can... lame, but it's better. Yeah. You can thank me because I thought in the first week. Oh, oh, that's week, convenient. I, I can thank you. Right. Um, in the first week, I was blessed. like, I'm going to make sure this show really sucks in the first week. Um, <laughs> she, she did. So she, then we could terrific. compare it back Just and go, wow, it's really improved. Dumping coffee everywhere, forgetting to do ads. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Oh, God. Brad, what do you got for us today, Pally? Yeah, so uh, the movie is about my father. You've probably seen the commercials. They've been running them for a while. It's uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh, okay. Uh, arguably a biopic in some ways because it's, uh, you know, it's, it's his story of uh, when he met his wife and had to go and visit her parents. Uh, it stars Robert De Niro playing Sebastian's Oh, my father. God. Selvo, yes, that's a huge deal. And... Uh, the mother of the potential bride for Sebastian, well, we know in real life he goes on to marry her, uh, is Kim Cattrall. So you got Kim Cattrall okay. and Robert De Niro in the same movie, but it's uh, pretty amazing Sebastian's career, what he's sort of what he's achieved over the last six or seven years. You know, uh, I think we I we've talked about him back in the day when he was in the Green Book, which was about right. six years yeah. ago, and then he went from the Green Book to the Irishman. And uh, and he was head to head with De Niro and the Irishman, mm -hmm. and pretty pretty angry. I think he was Crazy Joe, one of the mobsters, Crazy right, Joe. Right. And, yep. And um, in New York, and uh, and he's really done well, and he still packs out Madison Square Garden when he does a comedy shows. Does he come through Minneapolis, St. Paul, much? Or yeah, rarely though. Whatever he. What would you say, Tevin? About every couple of years, or well, actually, Rudy, you'd probably know better than anybody. I don't think he comes to Minnesota very often. She just doesn't. Yeah, Chicago yeah. is probably about the biggest mid Midwest city he rolls right. through. But yeah, and I'll say if he does, or really any comedian that comes through, typically it's like once every like year and a half at the most. Just yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, Rudy, you as a stand-up guy, you—I mean, he's huge, right, Sebastian? He's first off, he's not only huge; he's one of the best yeah. that you will see today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very oh, right. steadfast on his feet, and just knows how to keep pace. He's got great rhythm. He's one of the best. Yep, yep. No, no he's he, and very nice guy too. Good guy. But we'll kick it off. Uh, I've got Kim Cattrall here, which is—I was told—you uh, can't mention Sex in the City, so. Um, what? Don't mention six. Yeah, yeah, just I wasn't allowed to um, mention it, but she's fantastic in this movie, and it's great to see her out and about. Of course, she's not in the next, you know, the series that came out eighteen months ago. Right. Sex in the right. City. Yeah, I want the, you to do um, me a favor, though. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> I didn't tell you this earlier, but don't ever mention K N O X in Grand Forks. I don't want you to bring that up. You know. Oh, right, right, sorry. Yes, I, okay. now I, I see what you're doing. Yeah, it's funny when you get warned on red carpets not like, to mention what? something. Like, I'm not going to bring up Sarah Jessica Parker. I'm not that much of an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there you, you know, go. But, yeah, but uh, here's uh, uh, Kim Cattrall. Kim, Brad, great to see you. Nice um, to see you. In this, you're a powerful you know, a senator, um, but also providing comedy. Well, I think it's a, it's a comedy, but it also uh, is dramatic in its own way. You know, there's there's people who have died and people are in you know mourning, um, Bob's character is, and then you see him slowly but surely get back into the world and care about another family. So it's it's a lovely, lovely It's like story. a party, like a, some kind yeah. of a party. Yeah. It's it's about family. Complicated. Complicated. They make you cry, they make you laugh. You hate them, you love them, you can't get rid of them. Yeah. In your whole career, does, do you feel that you, you do that to people? Because you've done it to me. You've made me cry, laugh. You made me aghast. You know, I'm going all the way back to Porky's as well. Oh, my gosh. Yes, my, my past. Oh, a good past. You know, I especially at this point in my life, I'm doing things that I think would be fun. Yeah. And when I got the call about this picture in particular, and they said it's with Bob De Niro playing a hairdresser, that made me laugh. That's right, yeah. And thought, Sebastian. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, Sebastian's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Well, He's going to be a huge star. Well, you're he a, is. I, I want to tell you you're a legend, so... Well done. I don't know if that's a good thing to tell a beautiful woman. She's a legend. I'll take it. Well, I love you, Kim Cattrall. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. What a star. Ladies and gentlemen, Brad Blanks, Kim Cattrall. Well, I did, it did, you know, I did get a little bit excited over Kim from uh, Porky's. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I loved Porky's. Porky's, my God, that's yeah. a while yeah. ago. <laughs> hey, speaking of Kim, have you guys seen her in Hacks? It's, yeah, it's very good. Yeah. It's excellent. It is yes. very, very good. It, it's, uh, and she's good? She's good in it? Mm-hmm. Not only is she great, there's a scene, I was just talking to somebody about it yesterday, there's a scene in it where she's at a comedy club and she calls out a male comedian. It might be one of the most truest and best scenes of a stand-up comedian in a television show or movie that has ever You're been done. You're thinking of Gene Smart. Am I thinking of Gene Smart? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Gene Smart. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 She's what, phenomenal. Well, Christ, which one is Kim, Kim Cattrall? Kim Sex in the City, yeah. Samantha, yeah. like, I know it only ate him for oh, lunch. Oh, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. either way. And, well, yeah. Rudy, you could say that she was incredible in Sex in the City because every scene she was in as Samantha was yeah. unbelievable. Why you did, know, she was I thought Kim awesome. Cattrall, Yeah, I thought that Kim Cattrall was the one that left there like on good terms, right? No. No, no she left bad him, Yeah, him and her and uh, uh, they, they Sarah, Jessica. Sarah Jessica Parker did not get along. And so the series that came back is called Just Like That, and she wasn't right. in the first season and will not be in the second. Mm. That's right. Yes. Don't mention it. Don't, don't I would never. I would never mention it ever yeah. again. That's right. Uh, and the next, well, here we go. I've got Sebastian now, Tom. Uh, Sebastian was very proud walking the carpet. Uh, his dad, Salvo, was there. Now, his dad is a hairstylist in real life, still blow waves hair, uh, still cuts hair. <laughs> it's an Italian like thing, yeah. Yeah, he's 79 years of age, still lives in Chicago, and it was a very proud moment for Sebastian and his father and his, the families to be walking the red carpet uh, like a, a big premiere in New York City. But um, here's my chat with uh, Maniscalco. Sebastian Maniscalco, this is like a love letter to fathers. Yeah, yeah well, it's a love letter to my dad. And what I hope people walk away uh, with is, and I've been hearing this a lot after people saw the movie, I'm going to call my father. Or I lost my father when I was five years old. I wish I had him here to enjoy some of the milestones in life. So for me, to be enjoying this with, with him and my mother and my sister, who we all grew up in the same house, uh, it's, it's pretty special. And then to have the families come together in a huge event like this is something I would never have dreamed of 25 years ago when I left Chicago to come to LA. The fact that you have De Niro playing your dad, it's the most bizarre thing. Had posters of De Niro on my wall, Casino, Goodfellas, Godfather 2, and next thing you know, I turn around, he's playing my father. So. For me, it's it's a really, really, I mean, how many dads could say that Robert De Niro portrayed them in a movie? Uh, it's, 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 and I got kids. Yeah, they're young now. They don't know what the hell's going on. But when they grow up, they're going to be able to, to see this. And I think it's a spe- like film history. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Your dad told me before. Oh, did that, what happened there? Oh, I, I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, it just stopped playing. I don't know, I can play it again next week for you. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. There you have But it. he finishes up. The, the great thing about it is uh, Sebastian used to work in the Four Seasons Hotel, and uh, and he remembers the day in, like, 2002 when De Niro came in and he served De Niro. He had, and he had a tea, uh, he had an iced tea, and he asked for a refill on his free nuts. That was uh, oh, that's, well. that's what you explained. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. But uh, anyway, De Niro, Tom, um, you, you, you've been a good judge of my interviews oh, over the years. Oh, no, not with, again. Um, with uh, Mr. De Niro. Uh, oh. The first, yeah, we every interview have, have, has been in-depth, haven't they? They've been very long. Oh, they've been, they've been long, forever. Long interviews. So, he just never I, shuts um, up. Yeah. I thought I uh, Rudy's got the montage of my in-depth, very long interviews <laughs> with uh, Robert De Niro. So here's the montage of over the years of playing De Niro interviews for you, Tom. Look at him. Jeez, he looks good. His hair's a little bit grey. He's actually lost a bit of his belly. Must have been doing some sit-ups. I think I'm going to get him. <laughs> what was it like to direct again, Bob? Uh, it was good. It was good. Hard work, but good. You look very handsome tonight. You've, your belly looks good. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Bobby. Mr. De Niro. Mr. De Niro, are you proud of your beautiful wife? Am I what? Are you proud of her? Yes. Here comes Robert De Niro. Here he comes. Focus. Robert, Robert, are you a James Bond man? Yes. Thanks, Mr. De Niro. Here comes Robert De Niro again. Jeez, I hope I get a few words out of him. It's a very serious moment. I've been trained. Get ready. Here he comes. Look at him. Um, Robert. Mr. De Niro, why do you love the festival? You know why. You know why. You know why. What a prick. Mm-hmm. 
What a raging prick that man is. So he's uh, the first ever uh, interview I did with him. I think his answer was, huh? And he it kept was. walking. Yep. <laughs> huh? Yep. I kept walking. But uh, uh, I've got another interview here with Mr. De Niro. He does the walking interview, which means he doesn't really want to talk to any uh, <laughs> right, any, right. any person holding a microphone. So he is mobile. Pretty good for an 81-year-old, I think, or 79-year-old. And So uh, here is my latest uh, interview about my father is the movie. De Niro plays Selvo, the father of Sebastian Maniscalco. Here is uh, Mr. De Niro. Oh, look at Mr. De Niro. Oh, what a legend. He looks good tonight. See how we go. Hey, Mr. De Niro. Good to see you. What's Sebastian's father like? What did you learn about this great man? Just, he's, a, he's a good guy and uh, just being trying to be a father and gave his son a lot of good advice. Good hairstylist? Yeah, yeah. Help you at all with hair? A little. He helped me in some of the scenes. One of the great people in my life that I've interviewed, Bobby D. <laughs> Not bad. That was actually pretty oh, good. Oh, thanks, Brody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a bit longer than normal, but uh, right. I no, love the build-up to like him approaching, and you're like, he looks yeah. so good tonight. <laughs> I know. That's yeah. the scene. Oh, yeah. He looks like he got that. rid of some of his belly. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, I love that guy. Oh yeah, but yeah, I know he's he's turned into a controversial figure in the last few years, but uh, yeah, one that's never really wanted to talk to me. But I love his movies and uh, a, a fantastic actor. I, uh, I've heard he's one of the biggest pricks ever. That's what I've heard from a lot of people. He's just a terrible person. Right. Uh, did, you, did you have that experience with him? He barely has any experience. Yeah, you haven't had an experience with him. What are you talking about? He has really love if he was rude to him at this point. Never mind. Yeah, Brody, I'm over it now. I'm like a battered wife. Yeah, I'll That's take it. Anything. Any, he'll take I'll anything. Take anything. All right, Brad. We got, my God, we're... Almost five after ten. What um, the hell are we doing? I'm gonna take it out of Friday for Monday. Yeah, there exactly. Take it out of Monday. Monday, yeah, probably. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, you got me. Ah, oh, memorial. Brad, always a pleasure, sir. You got to come Thank back you. soon. Bye, Brad. We love awesome. you. Thanks, see you, Brad. Thanks, 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 Bye, Tom. Bye, Fantastic. Brad. That is gonna do it, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Tom Bernard Show.